If someone has an ambition to be something, if they have the ambition to be, you know, a sports uh, star, I know you've worked with a lot of athletes and you've worked with business people, or they want to start a business, what you tend to see, and what I tend to see in my inbox is a lot of people with intention, but there seems to be something preventing that intention from turning into action or like behavior. Yeah, into an achievement. Yeah. 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 And I think that, you know, turning ambition into achievement is the key because you know most people will have good intentions most people will be wishing and hoping to be better but there's a big difference between wishing and hoping and believing and executing upon it so i think that the people who genuinely execute on it probably want it more for a start Mm. and that's the key no one's ever wandered around the bottom of a mountain and then simply found themselves at the top Mm. it does take that determination the resilience it does take the ability to execute upon ideas to drive success Mm. so i think the key is the desire which is fueled by having a purpose a mission a vision towards what that end goal should look like a lot of people um can't quite uh, they say one thing they say that their their purpose is to go to the gym yeah for example we all say one thing and do the other <laughs> yeah and why and why is that like because it's ha- yeah. sometimes hard to distinguish with someone whether that's their real yeah. sort of desire or whether they're kind of like virtue signaling to themselves yeah. that they want to be something or you know they want to start that business or become an entrepreneur or be you know get a six pack but then their actions show that quite a different story so I always wonder that with my some of my friends. I always think, are they do they actually want that, or yeah. are they just? It's very easy to say that this is what I'm after, and much harder to do it. And I think one of the reasons why is because um, we have to invest, we self invest. So we probably want to these um, uh, kids at school who are great footballers at fourteen, fifteen. You think you know what they're going to make it? They're just brilliant. They're going to make it, um, or great track athletes at twelve. You know, and you just think they're special. But they don't make it. And the reason why they don't make it is they don't self-invest. So the people who make it are the ones who um, will get up on a rainy Friday morning, get up on a rainy Saturday morning to go and practice whilst their mates are in bed. The ones who will practice on a Friday night when their mates are out drinking. Mm. Um, And so talent is not enough. You need talent plus teachability. So talent plus the ability to be open-minded, agile in our thinking, to commit to practice and turn that practice into something which develops our talent even further. Mm. So there's lots of people with talent in business, lots of people with talent in sport. Um, but I guess that we need to be open-minded enough to invest in how we practice our talent to become successful. So, you know, there's no, there's no substitute for practice. You know, I get lots of golfers who say to me that, yeah, can you make me better? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, the number one golfer in the world will practice more than any, any amateur, you know, and you know, there lies the truth, but you know, we need to, we need to apply ourselves in a particular manner. And so we need to be practical about how we exercise our talent and you create good feedback loops to understand what we're doing, mm-hmm. gain better personal introspection and self-awareness to allow us to use our talents differently. How do you give someone that purpose though? Like I'm trying to think like, so we know, we know practice is like so incredibly important to master something. But my, I guess my question is, um, how, how would you give someone that motivation? Because I, I, I guess you, you can't give someone purpose. A lot of us spend so much of our lives trying to, to motivate people, right? To motivate friends, families, you know, siblings, whatever it might be. Um, and I'm wondering if there's a thing we can do as like loving friends or whatever to to give someone that kick. Yeah. So I mean, a couple of points, I guess, on that. In regard to discovering purpose, um, 
it can't be done for someone. So I always say purpose is never achieved. It's attained on a daily basis. So the mistake that people make with purpose is they confuse it with an end goal. So here's my purpose. And they have this vision statement of what they're seeking to, you know, um, achieve or create, whatever it might be. And they get practical and tangible about it. But purpose isn't that. Purpose is achieved on a daily basis. That, um, sorry, so purpose is never achieved. It's attained on a daily basis. And this is why Tiger Woods keeps working. This is why Warren Buffett keeps working. It's why Richard Branson keeps working. It's because it's a never achieved, it's attained on a daily basis. So I think that, you know, we need to find something which is purposeful to us. Um, and then we need to lose ourselves to it on a regular basis. So once we start to uh, become more purpose driven and express ourselves in a particular way, I always say being a good colleague, being a good business leader, being a good sports person is not seeking to impress. It's about seeking to express and be ourselves in the context of our work. So once people People can find that um, uh, within themselves. Um, then I think they can direct their energy and their focus in a particular way and become much more purpose driven in how they go about their daily activities. Mm. But you can't give someone that purpose. It has to be theirs. Uh, and I think life is about timing. I think some people find that very late. Some people find that very early. And, um, and it makes no difference. We're all individuals. In regard to helping other people make change, we're almost too quick to go towards behaviours. So we tell people to be different all the time. Tell our team members, you should be more collaborative, guys. And tell them, guys, you need to be more innovative. And tell our children to keep their rooms tidy. So we're constantly talking to people about behaviours. Say to our friends that you should give up smoking or eat healthier, whatever it might be. The only way in which you change actions is by changing thoughts. So we think and then we feel and then we act. That's how we work. So if you're constantly working on actions, we're telling people to be different. And this is why New Year's resolutions fail. From tomorrow, I'll be different. Yeah. Start doing this. I'm going to stop doing that. And we start talking about actions and behaviors. Um, we need to go back to the... Um, and to the precursor of all our actions, which is our thoughts. So the only way in which you genuinely drive commitment rather than compliance when it comes to change in your team, in your friends, you know, in yourself, is by changing the words and pictures in your head or their head to drive different feelings and then different actions. There's, um, uh, there's a little tip which I sometimes give leaders. And I say to leaders, never say to your team, you're going to make a change. You say to your team, you're going to make a change, they won't like it. Um, say to your team, I'd like to try an experiment. They'll all, they'll all be on board with it. And um, we'll give that a go. That's okay. Mm -hmm. but, um, so even just a difference in language to allow someone to think differently or make them feel differently and hopefully therefore choose to act in a different manner. And how, how would I get someone to change their thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> so is that, have you got anyone in, in mind? I have. <laughs> I have, you know, yeah. um, I think um, I think the best way is gamification. Um, what holds people in place is what they believe to be true, and so um, so people will sit around a boardroom table and they'll discuss strategy, and they'll say, you know, well, look, you know, we can do this, but we can't do that, and they'll have a viewpoint on budgets, on consumer buying behaviours, on on compliance and governance, and that's what holds us in place. So what we need to do is break free of some of the parameters that we think are in the way. So if we got people around the boardroom table and say, look, guys, let's just this strategy piece that we're going to talk about. Let's imagine we've got an unlimited marketing budget for it. If we had an unlimited marketing budget for it, I know we haven't, but if we had, what would we be doing? How would we be doing it? Um, you know, if we had no marketing budget, what would we be doing? Now, what we're doing here is that we are helping people to move outside of the mental tram lines that we all operate under and under habitual thinking. So 
let's ask some what if questions. Atom, can you imagine that, you know, a, a life if you weren't smoking? Mm. Atom, what would it look like? Atom, what would you be doing today if you weren't smoking? What would you spend your money on that you save on cigarettes? Atom, just play the game of what if. So let's break free of some of the things which are holding people in place by, um, not by conflict, not by arguing and, and debate in a confrontational manner, but finding some common ground and working from there. And the common ground is let's play a game. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D.